Coming up, the Knicks and Pistons pick up overtime wins, and Steph Curry goes down against the Pacers. This is Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're watching Locked On Game to Game NBA, local experts going over the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson led the Knicks to a 128-120 overtime win over the Chicago Bulls yesterday. Locked On Bulls and Knicks recap that matchup. The New York Knicks, that's right, the New York Knicks have won five games in a row. What's up, guys? I'm Gavin Schell of the Locked On Knicks podcast following a 128-120 overtime victory for the New York Knicks over the Chicago Bulls. This one all about the star power for New York. Julius Randle, 31 points, 13 boards, 7 assists in 46 minutes, continuing to shoot the ball. Uh, three threes made in the first quarter of this one, while also playing with max effort, scoring on cuts, passing after drawing three to four defenders in the lane, setting up Quentin Grimes for a number of crucial threes late and thriving defensively, which is a weird sentence. Jalen Brunson, though, is the man who brought them home. 30 points, an efficient 11 of 21 from the field. Perfect five for five from the stripe. The dude is a professional scorer, got into the heart of the Bulls defense with utter ease to create for others and, and finish with a number of, of mind-bending shots um, and, and just absurd touch. So those two continue to lead the Knicks to prominence with a whole lot of help from the supporting cast. The Chicago Bulls lose another close game. They've been in so many this season, and they continue to come out on the wrong side of them. I'm Pat, the designer from Locked On Bulls. And you know what? This this Bulls team has a lot of questions that it needs to answer, especially going through the rest of this season as they drop another game to the Knicks, 128-120. Julius Randle was magnificent tonight. Bulls did some good things defensively against him to make things tough for him. And Jalen Brunson got the game back to force overtime, forcing it close. Again, tough in those in quarters, but the Bulls fight their way back as they've done all season. But you know what? When it comes down to crunch time, the Chicago team, unlike last season, does not have it. And you know what? It's 18 games this season now. The Bulls are 2-16 and two and 16 in games decided by five points or less. The Bulls have to find some answers, man. Uh, we'll be over on Locked On Bulls, breaking this entire game down, figuring out more. Tune in with me and Hayes over there, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. The Pistons and Hornets also went to overtime. Detroit coming out victorious 141 to 134, shooting nearly 50% from behind the arc. Locked on Pistons had a good time watching Detroit put up big numbers. What a fun game here from the Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets. Host of Locked on Pistons podcast, Koo Cahill here. This was probably one of my most fun games that I've watched this year. There wasn't much defense play. It was The score was 141-134, which your Detroit Pistons did win. But this was just a bunch of fun, tough shot making being displayed by both teams here. The Pistons had so many players. Honestly, every player besides Corey Joseph contributed to this win. Boyan Bogdanovich had 24. Isaiah Stewart had 19 and 11. Jalen Duran had 7, 19 and 2 blocks. Jane Ivey even had 13 points. Killian Hayes was the best was arguably the best player on the floor tonight for both teams. 25 points. Eight assists, seven rebounds, two clutch back-to-back threes for him in the clutch in OT and the fourth quarter. Alec Burks with 27 off the bench. Kevin Knox with 17 points off the bench. This was a fantastic, fun game to be a Pistons fan. Probably the most fun game of the year, in my opinion. 
The Pacers took care of Golden State and got the win yesterday, but the story of the day, Steph Curry leaving the game due to a left shoulder injury. He's set to get an MRI and adding to the Warriors' struggles seriously right now on the road. Both Locked On Warriors and Pacers go over that game and the impact of Curry's injury. The Golden State Warriors are now 0-2 at the start of their six-game road trip, and Stephen Curry is injured. I'm Cyrus Sotsas with your Locked On Warriors Locked On Now recap of the Golden State Warriors falling to the Indiana Pacers in Indiana, 125-119. Stephen Curry left the game in the third quarter with a shoulder injury that right now is inconclusive in terms of the severity of it. He is scheduled to undergo an MRI tomorrow morning and a disastrous second quarter with Kerr stubbornly continuing to play his two-way players, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, resulted in the team being outscored by 19 points. That was the difference in the game. Follow the program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Well, 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 if it isn't those pesky Indiana Pacers who once again beat the Golden State Warriors to sweep the 2022 NBA champs this season. This time it was in Indianapolis, and the Pacers hang on to beat Golden State 125-119. Pacers get back over 500 after a little slump, but they're 15-14 and 14 now and remain in that playoff contention spot in the East. And this game for the Pacers is all about balance and bouncing back from an ugly game on Monday. Benedict Matherin, 24 points. He's been struggling recently. Tyrese Halliburton had the worst game of his career Monday. He had 29 points and six assists tonight. Miles Turner really stepped up with 21 points himself and the game ceiling block down the stretch. Their, their three primary guys in this game were those three. They stepped up in a huge way. So despite Steph Curry being unbelievably good, 38 points in three quarters before he hurt his shoulder, the Pacers weather, the Warriors storm, they beat the champs again, and they're 15 and 14. All that and more coming on tomorrow's Locked On Pacers podcast. In the Miami Heat's 110-108 victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday night, Tyler Hero made a career-high nine three-pointers and scored 35 points. Locked on Heat goes over that big win for Hero in OKC. It was Tyler Hero at the end, waving goodbye to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm Wes Goldberg from Locked on Heat. Miami led by as many as 21 points early on in OKC, but the Heat went cold and the Thunder stormed back, ended up taking the lead in the fourth quarter, but that's when Tyler Hero stepped up, scoring 12 points in the fourth quarter, including the game winner. He had 35 on the night. With the score tied at 25 seconds left, the Heat gave the ball to Hero, who dribbled out most of the clock, drove right, pulled up from 18 feet, and splashed the game winner. The Thunder inbounded the ball with 4.3 seconds left, but could not convert, and the Heat walked away with the win. Their second in a row as they improved to 14 and 15. For more on tonight's game and Hero's performance, check out Locked on Heat on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, Damian Lillard closes the door on the Spurs and the Cavs blow out the Mavs. This is Locked on Game to Game NBA. Today's edition of Locked on Game to Game is brought to you by Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market. They're all made with 100% real chocolate, but they're low in fat and low in carbs and they taste great. I personally like the Puffs, which are made with protein-infused marshmallow. There are tons of different flavors, a bunch of holiday ones out right now, including Candy Cane Brownie and Candy Cane Brownie Puff. So if you want to check those out, just head over to Built.com. We have a promo code locked on 15 Use that promo code, you'll get 15% off your order right now at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NBA. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The undermanned Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the LA Clippers on Wednesday night. Locked On Wolves goes over why Minnesota 
fell short without Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Finally, the Timberwolves held an opponent below 100 points for the first time in uh, nine months or so, but they only scored 88 themselves and lost by 11 to the Clippers. I'm Ben Beacon, host of the Lockdown Wolves podcast. This was a complete offensive outage for both teams in this game. Paul George did have a triple-double for the Clippers, but L.A. didn't shoot the ball well. The Timberwolves shot the ball even worse, especially from outside the arc. They made only four three-pointers on the night with no D'Angelo Russell out with the sore knee that he uh, suffered on Monday. No Jordan McLaughlin. That meant the Timberwolves had no true point guards on this roster. All the Clippers had to do was take out Anthony Edwards. They doubled him at the top of the key virtually every time down the floor. Ant struggled to get the ball to Rudy Gobert. Uh, the Wolves had a sloppy game all around. Too many turnovers, 17 turnovers, only four made threes for the Wolves. The Clippers did just enough offensively and were able to pull away um, late in the third, early fourth quarter to win this game. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The Magic beat the Hawks yesterday with eight players scoring in double figures. Locked on Magic and Hawks go into what led to Orlando's fourth straight win. A 50-point first quarter, the Orlando Magic make NBA history, make franchise history, and hold on to win 135-124 to 124 over the Atlanta Hawks. My name is Philip Rossman, the host of Locked On Magic. And while a lot of the attention is going to go to that first quarter, as it should, because the Orlando Magic played exactly how they want to play, and they're going to be showing that game tape over and over and over again to show them exactly what they need to do to win games. But this game was won in the fourth quarter because Atlanta did cut the, down a 29-point lead to at least 9 eight points several times but every time this young magic team pulled away they were able to make the stops make the plays make the baskets they needed to win the game and that's really what this comes down to is the growth that the magic are showing throughout the course of this season yes they're much more health much healthier now but a four game win streak is really about that growth that poise and that confidence and yeah a little bit of swagger to go out and win basketball games the magic made the plays to win in the fourth quarter which is something they were not doing earlier in the season we'll have a lot more coming up on locked on magic Hello friends, my name is Brad Roland and Atlanta Hawks had a catastrophic first quarter on this Wednesday evening, giving up 50 points to the Orlando Magic. The Magic set a new franchise record for scoring and this is a game the Hawks were supposed to win. They were favored in this one, even on the road. And from there, the Hawks played much better second, th second third, and fourth quarters, but the damage was done. They were down by as many as 29 points in the first half. Scratch and claw got it back to eight in the second half. That was as close as they were able to get, and the Magic were able to hold on for the victory. It was an inexcusable performance from, from the Hawks in the first quarter. Nothing really to say beyond that. The Hawks just did not have any kind of juice coming out of the locker room. Orlando, to their credit, took advantage of it in full and made a bunch of shots, but the Hawks were too flat and uh, not good enough on this particular evening. The Hawks have now lost 10 of their last 13 on the road, and uh, it's not going very well as they slip below 500 for the first time this season. We'll have full coverage of this game and more on Locked on Hawks podcast. The Raptors lost by one point to the Kings on Wednesday night using their 15th different starting lineup in 28 games so far this season. The changes have not turned things around for Toronto and Lachlan Raptors tries to figure out why. Breaking news! Three is worth more than two. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors' 124-123 loss to the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday night. Raptors fall to 13-15. It's their third straight loss overall. And they desperately, 
desperately got to find themselves some solutions to their three-point woes. They have been one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league all season long, and that was very much the case again against the Kings. They go 6 of 21 from outside in this game. They're so bad at threes, they've just stopped taking them. Meanwhile, the Kings go and hit 17 threes of their own, and make up the math, the Raptors just couldn't contend with that in this one, and this has been a recurring story. There were some positive signs. Scotty Barnes had 27-7 and 10 on efficient shooting. Fred Van Vliet, who's been mired in a huge slump, had 39 points in this game, but he did miss a crucial three at the buzzer that could have tied this one to send it to OT. The shooting's just not there to support the good players the Raptors have right now, and there's so little margin for error for them. With trade season kicking off tomorrow, it's going to be on Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, the front office, to go find some solutions because they ain't on the roster right now. And this Raptors season, while there's still plenty of time, is not going anywhere of note if they can't fix the shooting woes on this team. I'll have more broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors. Be sure to tune in. Dame time brought the Blazers to their third straight win. This time they took down the Spurs in San Antonio. Locked on Blazers recaps the road victory. When the Blazers needed them, Damian Lillard delivered. I'm Mike Richmond, host of Locked on Blazers. And Portland was on the verge of a blowout, up 19 in the first half, but it all started to fall apart in the opening nine minutes of the third quarter as the San Antonio Spurs cut the lead to four. Enter Damian Lillard. The Blazers' captain hit back-to-back threes, pushed the lead to 10, and the Blazers never, the Spurs, rather, never got closer than eight down the stretch. Lillard finished with 37, scored 35 in the first three quarters, and Portland was able to cruise up 16 when they pulled the plug with three minutes left against a not very good Spurs team. Portland took care of business behind their captain, and now they continue on with five more left on a six-game road trip. Make sure you listen to Lockdown Blazers for more. Cavaliers led by 19 at the half against the Mavericks. They never let Luka and Dallas really get back into this one. Locked on Cavs and Mavs have more. Hey, what's up? Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast. After the Cavs just put together a really, really nice road win against the Dallas Mavericks. Donovan Mitchell back on the scene where he got diced up in the playoffs last year. Scorched 34 points to lead the Cavs who really dominated a lot of what Dallas did in this game. They put up, they threw bodies of Luka Doncic, led by Lamar Stevens. They overcame just kind of a, a late push from Dallas, but this was really about Mitchell. 34 points, 27, which have came in the first half. A bunch of key buckets down the stretch. And look, a needed win for Cleveland. They had a bad loss on Monday against the Spurs. They rebound as on the second half of this Texas road trip to beat a Dallas team that they'll see again in a couple of days. Really good win. Really good Donovan Mitchell performance. Very good Lamar Stevens performance as well. For more, check out the Lockdown Cavs podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Dallas Mavericks fall to the Cavs in one of the Cavs' best defensive performances of the season, but there are reasons for that. Nick Gangsta with the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here, and Luka Doncic did not have his best night. 30 points for him, and it still was one of those nights where you just watch Luka and you go, you got so much more to give, and his body language was awful this entire game. It just didn't seem like he was in it at any point in this game. There were certain instances and timeouts when he just hung his head and just went to the other side of the court and just didn't seem like he was in it at all. And if Luka is off at all this season, the Mavericks don't win games. They don't even come close to winning games. They had a couple times in this game when they could have came back, they could have dug themselves out of a hole that they made themselves, but they didn't. The Mavs also lost this game in two key areas. 
Beginning of the game, they were down 2-16 to 16 to the Cavs. You can't win a game if you're always going down to start games. And then midway through the second quarter, Jason Kidd opted to go no centers against Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, and it ended up being a terrible decision, which any of us could have predicted. The Cavs went on a 17-0 run. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NBA. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked On NBA and, of course, your favorite teams, Locked On Podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.